I got you. I, I put this up on some boxes so you get a better view of the trophies back I there. I needed to see those. I love seeing those trophies. <laughs> also, the dollhouse over here. Oh, whoa. Look at that dollhouse. Is that wrapped <laughs> yeah. in cellophane? It's wrapped in Keep plastic it... so it doesn't get dusty. Keeping the ghosts out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ghosts can't move through plastic. <laughs> That's how you keep your house safe. You just wrap it in plastic. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, you didn't know that. That's a, that's no, the old. No. That's an old trick from the uh, the Warrens. The Warren couple. The what's her name? You know who I'm talking about. My next door neighbors are the Warrens. No, so I'm not the sure. famous monster ghost couple from the. Oh, Conjuring. are they the ghost hunters? The Conjuring. The, the Warrens. Conjuring. Gotcha, gotcha. Bunch of hucksters. Bunch of hucksters. They tell you, just Ooh. saran wrap your house. It'd be good. No ghosts can get in. <laughs> but if they're in, they can't get out. Yeah. So you got to be careful how you do it. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rockwell. Do you remember uh, me? I was, I'm Rockwell. I was I the do. famous singer of the, in the 80s. I sang, I always feel like somebody's watching me, which feels like a sister song to mm-hmm. um, talking in your sleep. I don't mm. know why. Because it's like yeah. it feels like you know talking is one sense, and watching is another sense. So that's mm-hmm. me, Rockwell from the eighties. You remember me <laughs> from Hours Fear and that piano riff. You like that song mm-hmm. I sang? Was that one of your favorites? That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I do wonder about the fact that you are worried that someone is watching you versus talking in. Your sleep. Well, that's a different song. I'm just saying these songs seem they seem similar, mm-hmm. released around the same time. They seem like they could be like companion pieces, you know. Like mm-hmm. if it was a movie, you could double feature them. That that Rockwell song to me always sounded like a fake Michael Jackson song. It, like it sounds well, like almost Michael Jackson, but not quite. It's very Michael. I'm going to tell you. I'm I am Rockwell, so I can tell. Oh, okay. You, oh yeah, Rockwell. Yeah. How what did, I how did, did you do was that? I did the. Uh, feel like like that was a hearkening to mm-hmm. actual michael jackson the way he sings because ah. when i sing that it sounds like it's basically did michael you jackson. moonwalk while you sang that i couldn't i can't do or that. did you grab your crotch no i walk on my hands oh but then the rest of that song if you listen to the verses i'm always mm-hmm. singing like 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 thriller you know so mm. i was doing a lot of different michael jackson things oh. <laughs> Who's watching me? Something about the IRS. I can't. I haven't sang the song. But you in a weren't while. doing that trick in black and white where you turned into Macaulay Culkin. I guess. No, that was years. That was later. too late. Yeah. That was years. You weren't, later. you weren't ahead of your time. No, Macaul- not Macaulay Culkin. He wasn't even born yet. I don't think. <laughs> if he was, he's very young. Very young. Mm-hmm. But I did that. Me, rock. I haven't had. The, I, no one's really asked me to sing that song in a while, so I can't remember all the lyrics. But I do yeah. remember. But I'm an 80s icon. It's a what a song. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows mm-hmm. it. They play it at parties. Mm-hmm. People dance to it. I think they like it. What do you think? I think they like it. Thank you. Mikey likes it. Thank That's you. all that matters. That? <laughs> do you remember I Mikey gotta tell you something. It? He doesn't like it. Michael Jackson, he doesn't <laughs> like it because he was pretty pissed because he was like, You sound just like me when I sing. That's my Michael Jackson impression. 
<laughs> you haven't done that yet. <laughs> well, I got to get out of here. It was really fun uh, coming on your show. I'm a big oh, fan. So of- that was Rockwell's Michael Jackson impression is what you're saying. It's Rockwell. Yeah. Rock. I'm Rockwell. Yeah. It's Michael. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. Who did you think was doing it? Pat. Oh, he's not even in the, you can see it's, it's clearly rock. The, the famous Rockwell. Did you, I mean, seriously, Rach. I mean, I thought you, didn't you see I had a, I a well, 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 Rockwell, we're not on like nickname basis. Look, I have a glove on. <laughs> Um, but it Just was great. One. I'm a big Degrassi fan, so I was. It's a oh. real, it's a real thrill to be here. Are you Canadian? No, 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 no. But you know, we got the show. Mm-hmm. I was a okay. big fan of the original series, the Zit oh, Remedy, yeah. mm-hmm. and big Wheels. Zit Remedy fan. And I loved Wheels. It was my favorite. Seems like you're not really taking a taking a shine to uh, old Rockwell, as they say. Nobody's ever happy with old Rockwell shows up. <laughs> So I'm going to get out That's of here. what they say. That's I'm going to go say. tell Pat to come back in. All right. I'll see you later. Nice, nice to meet you. Thanks so much for having me. This was a, this was a thrill of a lifetime. <laughs> I'm glad that this was the highlight of your life. I didn't say it was the highlight of my life. I said it was the thrill of a lifetime. I oh, had a number okay. one hit song in the <laughs> 80s. So there was a time when I was like incredibly successful. So I would say that was the best time of my life. This is a, th- what do you, pe- the thrill of a lifetime. It's a, it's a saying. Well, you know, what's like the disappointing thing is like, you never want to be on top because then the only way you can go is back down. Don't I know it. Don't I know it. You always want to be just climbing up that hill. You want to keep climbing. You're, you know what, Rachel, you're absolutely right. You never want to make I'm, it to I'm, the precipice. I'm here to give Rockwell all the advice. You know, there's all this talk about, you know, I'm just going to stay for a couple more minutes. You know, um, you know, the rock, he's the yeah. famous, he, used yeah. to be, he was once, he was a pro wrestler. Now he's a famous actor. You know him, right? Yes, I'm familiar. I haven't, I've only watched one episode of his show, The Young Rock. Ballers. Oh, The Young Rock. Sure. <laughs> so he, here's this guy. He is, I'm going to say you can't get more, you can, you physically can't get more successful than, 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 than him. And, and he could become the president. Well, that's what I'm going to get to. So, <laughs> and this is still Rockwell, by the way, this is still the singer from the eighties Rockwell. So uh-huh. he's conquered it all. He hasn't won an Oscar, but other than that, he's conquered it all. He's a famous wrestler. Mm-hmm. is not been, but he's just the, the pinnacle calls up mm-hmm. Jason Momoa the guy comes over makes a video for his daughter's birthday what you can't you can't get more famous mm-hmm. so now there's all this talk about and it's partially because the show is has him running for president so mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about we've had Trump could we possibly have could the rock not that they're similar i think the rock would be even if he did run for president he'd be somewhat of an anti-trump he'd be sort of like hey i'm a good guy everybody likes me and he's even he's he like posted a thing, by the way, just just to clarify, still Rockwell. He mm-hmm. posted a thing recently on Instagram that like there was a poll that said something about like who you'd want to run for president. And overwhelmingly, like the Rock won this poll and he posted mm-hmm. it. And he was like, I'm humbled. If that were to ever happen, it would be like my honor. So my man is not ruling it out. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my question again, Rockwell. As someone who's, as you said, I've been to the top and then I've, mm-hmm. I've, I get to come all the way down. If you're the most famous person in the world and you are acting in things, you're producing things, you've got to be staying up, working 16 hours a day. You got to be up all the time doing this work. 
Yeah, yeah. But you're so rich. You couldn't be richer. Yeah. Why the fuck would you ever want to be the god? Why in the world would you want the responsibility to be in the goddamn president? You know? It's not. It's like a whole other type of job. Just come on. Just chill mm-hmm. out. Take a breath. And I know because I was as, so famous at one point. And there's something like, you know, if your life takes a turn and you don't want to do that kind of stuff anymore and you do really want to do bigger things, I get it. But I really think it's just because you're power hungry, not because you actually want to do anything for the country. This might be a controversial statement, but there are you want to do bigger things. I mean, Fast 7, it doesn't get bigger than Fast. There's no thing. But the presidency is not bigger than Fast 7. I mean, come uh, get no, out of here. Yeah. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah. Although he did date like a 16 year old and then he married her. But th- that's another story for another time. Again, Rockwell. Yeah, thanks, Rockwell. <laughs> Just wanted to double check that's who it was. So. Still Rockwell. Still yeah. Rockwell. I love talking about because I'm Rockwell, and that's the so like I feel oh, you know yeah, I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. a kindred spirit to Dwayne mm-hmm. the Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. My whole mm-hmm. thing is like if I was there, I'd just be like, you know what, I'm I'm good. I don't I, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much. This was, again, Yeah, nice what a to time. see you, Rockwell. What a great... I love coming on here. I love talking politics and pop culture. If you ever want me back, I can come on. I can talk mm-hmm. about anything. That's that's very kind of you to offer. Thank we'll you. see. We have a very busy schedule. We'll see how it fits no, in. But... I feel like somebody's watching me, and I gotta get out of here. Oh, jeez. Rockwell was here. Oh, hey, Rach. Are you always sad that you miss these? I saw him leaving. He was uh, was he, yeah. he was going for a while, huh? He put a sock yeah. on the door. He told me I can't come out. I can't come in until he goes out. He put a sock on the door. Oh, okay. He must be a okay. fan of the yeah. show. Must be a fan of the show putting the sock on the door. Uh, put a sock on the door. How you doing, Rach? I'm doing pretty good, pal. How are you? I'm pretty good. I can't complain. I had this whole bit I wanted to do about The Rock, but Rockwell already did it. I heard him. Oh. I could hear him. He was animated. <sighs> I heard him outside the door. So I don't have much to talk about because, I, again, I, was, I wanted yeah, to Yeah, that's this. what you were ready to talk about today. I get it. I get it. The interesting thing is I had the same exact opinions as Rockwell. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, it was like it was filtering through hit me into him. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have anything new going on. It's you don't have quiet. anything new going on. I'm seeing you sitting in front of a whole stack of trophies. <laughs> They're all old trophies. Yeah, but you're back. Oh, I'm back in the basement. I'm back in the back basement. Back in time, and that actually mm-hmm. is what you do. You're going back in time by being in your parents' basement, <laughs> where by I watched, your where I watched, where I watched Degrassi originally. <laughs> gotta go back in time. <laughs> Did you step out of a DeLorean when you got home and you said, here I am? Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been nice instead of the six-hour drive in my Honda Civic. <laughs> hey, don't besmirch the Honda Civic. That's a good old- Pat's fa- former. It's a good old-fashioned <laughs> car. Hey, I this is my second Honda Civic. You gotta love a Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. They're classic. Great car to fuck in. What? I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I've never fucked in a car in my life. They seem really small. I have to say, though, like, being in- the suburbs and then being in different suburbs before I really see a whole lot of, uh, white SUVs. Okay. It's just a shitload of white SUVs around. And I'm like, these, it's, it's so boring. Yeah. Get like any color. White is the absence of color. Pretty also much. just feels like the easiest color to get dirty. Like, you know, I don't wash. Yeah. You know? 
No, don't get that color. Get something that at least like looks okay when it's dirty. I guess the one thing is, though, if a bird shits on it, if it's the white kind mm-hmm. of bird shit, you won't see it. Oh, then it's okay. Did I tell you about that my childhood best friend that I'm no longer friends with is living next door now as well? I did know that. I don't know that you talked about it on the podcast, but... Oh, okay. Well, I, I can talk about this for a second. So my best friend who was born... My birthday is December 10th. Her birthday is October 2nd. So she's two months older than me. I love that. That I love that. I, I thought it was going to be like, my birthday is December 10th. Her birthday is December 11th. Like, no, it's like, there's no... Re- <laughs> like, why is that a story point? There is. Her there, birthday I'm, is I'm just... exactly two months earlier than mine. <laughs> I genuinely was like her birthday. My mom shared the hospital room with a woman who had a baby on December 9th and my birthday's December 10th. And that, that woman, that baby, that other baby that was born the day before me was Lauren Thiel, who I went to school with from kindergarten through 12th grade. Right. That's an interesting So story. that is a story. But that yeah, has that nothing to do with the story you were telling. Yeah. You were telling My next door neighbor about- also went to school with me kindergarten through fifth grade right. with Lauren Thiel. Right. But is two months <laughs> older than you. So, well, yes. so what? <laughs> I still remember their phone number. Yeah. What's this girl's name again? I'm sorry. Kelly Mulford. Kelly Mulf- Kelly, Kelly Mulford. I don't know what her married name is. She's married and has three kids now. Are they, and they are all, all also oh. living next door. Um, because I think that they are getting a house redone or something like that. They're here for three months. So it's great because we had a falling out. When I was, when we went from fifth to sixth grade, like elementary school to middle school. I love that um, you're still holding on to that white outrage from 10 years old. Still hold on to that rage. Um, Talked about it in therapy. (laughs) About Kelly Mulford? (laughs) No, I didn't like, I mean, not, you know, specifically, but about, uh, she was, she was an instigator of some issues for me. Um, Okay. And Did you talk is... about this in therapy and feel free to not answer this and cut this if yeah. you'd like. Did you yeah. talk about this in therapy prior to her, you like moving back in and her moving there? Or is this like a thing that? Has... Oh, this is I I, I wow. talked about this like ages ago wow. with my therapist. So now yeah. this motherfucker is back. You've seen her every day. So this motherfucker is back. We were both in our backyards yesterday and I had to pretend that she wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> just be like i'm not talking to this person <laughs> and then my mom turned to me and she was like is it weird that she's here and that you're here and i was like yes it is i'm not gonna talk about it right now while she's also like 20 yards away <laughs> do you think that kelly Mulford <laughs> yes shares the same feeling like the same like burden of it that you do I don't know. I'm curious, but I also don't want to know. We're not like Facebook friends or anything. I know that she probably has a married last name. So you both just ignore your, this is like 30 years later, (laughs) like like 25 years later. Yeah. Yeah. She was my best friend for my first 10 years of my life, but she was a shitty best friend. Saying it on the podcast right now. She was a shitty best friend. She doesn't listen to this podcast. She hates you. <laughs> She's like the what's even worse though is that she probably feels nothing and I just dislike her. I greatly. know that's the scary. What if it doesn't even what if she's yeah. like, I forgot who is that? Yeah. Oh, it's even worse. She's in her therapy sessions and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something about this this woman. She was my childhood best friend. I was born October 2nd. She was born December 10th. Now you know those things don't seem to matter at all. <laughs> But here I am. 
We used to perform on her front porch. We had a made up show performance that we would we called ourselves the Amazing Pencil Sisters. And my sister was involved in this a little bit. My poor sister, every time we played with her, she had to play like, like, do you remember the TV show Hey Dude? Yes. So Kelly had brown hair and I had blonde hair. So I played Melody and Kelly played Brad and Cass had to play Lucy. Cass had to play Donkey Lips. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Cass. I'm sorry. That was a different show. That was a... What show? (laughs) What's that? That was what was Camp on a Wanna. That was uh... That's right. That's right. <laughs> but she still had to play Donkey yes. Lips. Yeah. <laughs> it was you will always do a crossover episode. And it would be Cass would have to be Donkey Lips. I'm sorry, Cass. I love you to death. You would never be Donkey Lips. <laughs> donkey Lips was great. He is the best character. And the guy from um, and the and the kid from Terminator 2 with the red hair and Sam mm-hmm. from Different Strokes. That's mm-hmm. who that was. We used to when even when I was in fifth grade, we would pretend that we were Green Day and like sing along to, to Dookie. I want to know why I you had, had a falling out, but I know you're not going to tell. I know you're not. I don't. There was no. There was no. Are incident, you kidding so me? You don't even remember to... what happened. You got to well, patch was, this. She up. was just. She was just a shitty friend, and she, we went to different schools, and then we just never really she talked anymore. She was also ten years old. She might be a nice, per- yeah. nice person. You're, like you're gonna see, like in two months down the line, we're either like best well, friends or we've had a huge. Will it be the two fight. months we haven't spoken to each other? Will it be the two months that separate your and her birthdays? <laughs> that seemed like a real important story point earlier. Well, even what's well, I think what's even more significant is that in about a month's time, we're entering. <clears throat> 17 years cicada season here and what this is <laughs> what are you talking, talking about, about? <laughs> what are you... <laughs> have we not talked about this yet? what does this have to do with so <laughs> just wait for it just wait for it oh my god in in maryland there are there are many broods of cicadas the 17 year cicadas Mm. Where I live is in Brood X, mm. which is mm. uh, one of the largest, most prolific cicada broods. There can Stop be a, brood. <laughs> there can be over a million cicadas per acre. It's a lot of cicadas. It's a lot of cicadas, and we will not be outside for six weeks. So, like six weeks of this, like three months that she's here, you know, neither of us will run into each other because we're going to be staying uh, in our home. Okay, so, okay. so you don't go outside when there's cicadas. They can't do anything to you, though. They're the harmless. I will send you videos. I was, I missed it the last seventeen years ago. I missed it. So, so what? It's just going to be like a, a like a constant cloud of cicadas. Like you can't leave the house. Yeah, yeah. So what happens like is... Like, they'll just be flying into your head? Yes. And they're big. And they're everywhere. And so what happens is... For is that, six weeks? Why are you there? Come here. <laughs> well, I'm going to New Jersey for a week of it, so... New, New Jersey! Jersey. <laughs> exactly. That place. Um, I missed it the last time. In 2004, I was in Prague. Um, and I missed... Most of it, except for that I remember calling my parents on a phone card um, from the Czech Republic and them being inside their home on their landline with the doors closed and you could hear them through the the windows. You got, this is fascinating. Yeah. And it's like, that's, at first I was like, oh God, I have to not be here. And then I was like, actually, this is something that only happens every 17 years. And the first time I was 
like three or two. And it lasts six weeks. Six weeks. So they, but they're not that bad for six weeks. They all come up like mid May. And for the first couple of weeks, they're like bumbling around because they don't know what they're doing. And then they're just like trying to find their lovers and have babies. And then they die again. And they apparently like dive bomb you and stuff. My uh, Kindle's mom said that like those little umbrella hats are great. But you can leave the house. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. They're just okay. everywhere. All right. I was like, it's, it's like, like a, the movie a plague, Twister. A plague of locusts, essentially, is what's going to happen. But it's cicadas. And if you, they mostly have two red eyes. But apparently, like, a genetic aberration is to have, like, white eyes. So you want to try to find those ones. And then scientists will give you a lot of money. We used to get cicadas, but not to that extent yeah we have the normal summer cicadas and but these there's like these different um groups of them that are all 17 year cicadas and they call them broods and this is brood 10 which is x so if you look up brood x it's pretty uh fascinating to read about i can't wait i can't wait to see video that you take it and send to me i will you don't have an instagram account yeah when i was a kid i used to have a friend I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his name. And he How old, would. What, what was his birthday? I don't fucking know. It was two months to the day. Yeah. Two months and a week before mine, he would take a cicada, like grab it by the wings, mm-hmm. and just throw it really hard against the ground, mm-hmm. so that it would pass. Mm-hmm. And I remember. That he did, he would do it. He did it like a couple of times. And then one night I had a dream. Mm -hmm. This is fucking 100% true. Okay. That a big giant cicada Uh got, picked me up by my legs Uh as a child and like threw me onto the ground hard to kill me. I don't think I died, Mm -hmm. but that's, isn't that crazy? I remember that Kelly Mulford's older brother, Brian, taught us that if you stepped on a lightning bug and then moved your foot really fast, it glowed. These Mulfords seem like some fucking shit heels. <clears throat> <laughs> not the best. Not the best. Cass is your best friend's friend. friend not, friends with the Mulfords? No, not really. And we're more so friends with the other people, the Warrens who live on the other side now. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. <laughs> Or the Warrens from the the Spooky Warrens. <clears throat> oh, the Spooky Warrens. The spooky Warrens. Yeah, they're ghost hunters over there. We're not here to talk about... Is that a bad... Sec- did I not do that great? We're not here to talk about Spooky Warrens or... Was that Rockwell doing that? Has or- Rockwell been here this whole time? Oh, no, no, no. Rockwell's gone. <laughs> okay, Rockwell okay. Did- just you can tell because I'm not wearing any gloves. Oh, okay, yeah. Rockwell was wearing gloves. You didn't got, even notice. You've got, you've got clean, open I hands a, there. I put like a glove on for Rockwell, mm-hmm. but you missed it. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Rockwell or how how uh, far apart our birthdays are from our natural enemies. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. We are here to talk about... <laughs> Specific. <laughs> from our natural enemies. We're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation, more specifically. We're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation, uh, episode 717. That's 717. Mm-hmm. It's the 135th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, but because of all the two-parters, scant as of late. Oh, yeah. They're just really dragging the season out. This is really the 109th 
episode of Degrassi The Next Generation. It's called Talking In Your Sleep, which is the sister song to Rockwell's... Uh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. But Talking In Your Sleep is by the romantic So Rachel. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite romantics song? Um, the only other one I know is What I Like About You. I think I prefer Talking In Your Sleep. So you're going with talking in your sleep. I am. I hear I am. The mm-hmm. secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. Mm-hmm. So somebody's That's... watching me and t- stealing all my secrets because they hear me mm-hmm. talking in my sleep. Exactly. Well, that's one of your craziest opinions of all time that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Because what I like about you, oh boy in heaven. See, what I like about you reminds me of the popular girls in my high school, so... When you were back in high school in 1983, <laughs> <laughs> when your hair was all teased and everybody was all about the yep, romantics. Yep, yep, yeah, before I was so born. So wait, when you were in high school, was what I like about you a big song at your high school? Was Kelly Mulford just... <laughs> she went to a different high hair school. Hair his ha- her hair and just fucking yeah. bopping down the street? Um, No, we... This is another complicated story that's going to go on for too long. Give it to me. <laughs> Um, my high, me, baby. my uh-huh, high school, uh-huh. my high school had a class competition called gym meet, and it happened every year in March. And the different the freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors competed against each other in four categories. Um, actually five, because you had to make a Ooh. poster. You made a theme. You had a theme, and you made a giant poster that hung up on the gym walls. Um, so that was another one. But the the four categories you competed in were March, where we would make formations in the gym, shapes that were related <laughs> to our theme. Song, where we had to write original songs mm. to existing songs and mm. sing them and perform them. And then dance Got and aerobics. It. And you could do either dance or aerobics, and you had to do one for two years and the other for other, the other two years. And the aerobic songs, everyone always picked, like, dumb 80s songs. It was always the popular girls who were, like, in charge of the aerobics team. And you did, like, aerobics kind of workouts to these songs that were all in formation and everyone Uh. at the same time. And what I like about you is the kind of song that those popular girls would have picked. That's great. I love the the stories. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I got got video of it. I found VHS tapes. So... I will just say for me, I never had a, I was never scarred by gym meat. <laughs> so I don't have the same, same uh, feelings, yeah. same feelings towards what I like about you. A song that before today, today being April 19th, 2021, mm-hmm. I thought, I don't ever need, I, I know that song. I've, I don't never need to hear it again, mm-hmm. but I was doing my due diligence and I was researching the, the romantics and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I, let me give it a spin. Mm-hmm. And then I proceeded to listen to it about 10 times in a row because holy fucking shit, is it a perfect pop song? Oh mm-hmm. my God, mm-hmm. bless the romantics. That riff that opens that song and then oh, continues it's, for the it's whole a song. Really, it's, just... it's a really good song, but it reminds me highly specifically of the, this time period where I was like, I like it, but I don't know. I want to, I'll take the creepy song. And you know, that's, I'll be honest with you. That's what I love about music. Mm-hmm. I love that it does that. Like even yeah. if it's even if it's not a good if it's like a not a good memory. It ruins like, songs can get ruined. Totally. People's people's names can get ruined and you can never like someone with that same name again. Oh. 
That's so great. Many. I just love, like, there's nothing Kelly. else that can do that. <laughs> You're never like, oh, you know what? I fucking hate, I cannot watch Parks and Rec because it, like, TV, like, nothing else mm-hmm. does that. Music no. just has that ability to, like, it, it, sometimes it's as small as, like, a, a chorus of a song mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. that makes you think of something that like just is so devastating or like so traumatizing. Yes. Well, like that may angels lead you in song. They played at my yeah. friend's funeral and I just can That's never not hard. hear it that way. But it also, and like we're dwelling on the best. It also has yeah. the power to, oh, to be the best thing be ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just had a real love affair with what I like about you today because oh. I was just like the whole thing. Woo! Boom! 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 Yeah. Da, da, Did da, you skip da, down da, the street da, while da, you listened da, to da. it? It feels it's one of those yeah. songs you could yeah. totally do that to. But I also did you feel like- dance in the trade fair at four in the morning to it? No, I did not. I did not run. Scre- yeah, 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 no, I didn't. <laughs> you gotta try um, that later. <laughs> but I was very into it. I was like, I, I know this song backwards and forwards because you can't be a human mm, and not and have not. heard it. Yeah, and I can. Yeah. I didn't listen to it today, but I can hear all the parts oh, of it as you're completely. talking about it, and I'm like, it's oh yes, like, that part and that part. It's just one of those songs, like, mm-hmm. and also, God bless the. They must be like, I wonder. I, I wonder how rich mm-hmm. they would be, because they really only had the two songs. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but I was just floored. I was, this is a perfect, I listen to music. I listen to songs very differently now since I started listening to, uh, Krista makes a podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Such a nerd. Pre-chorus. Like, I never I thought of the phrase pre-chorus. I never even thought of like, now. I never really like paid much attention to like bridges. And now mm-hmm. I like hear them in every song. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. And I was again like, oh, he should have these guys, the fucking romantics on. This yeah. is a great yeah. song to talk about. Yeah. But anyway. I'm going with what I like about you. I think mm-hmm. it's a pretty perfect song. I also like, uh, I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking to sleep. Tell me that you love me. They didn't have any other hits though, right? I, did, I didn't know of anything else. I vaguely recognized like one other one when I was listening to that greatest hits today. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I don't care about this. Go back to, the greatest hits, the greatest hits that was a 45 with an A side and a B side. Yeah, and just pretty that. much. <laughs> No, I did vaguely re- recognize one of those songs, mm-hmm. but it could have been like it was in a movie. Mm-hmm. There's so much like fucking like. Hey, I like that he does that at the end. It's so <laughs> fucking stupid. Anyway, great stuff. Great song. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We got uh, one episode before we go on the hiatus, so mm-hmm. that was great stuff. Mm-hmm. One day I'm re- we're really going to do that. One day we're really going to just do 45 minutes at the top and then not talk about the episode. <laughs> I'm surprised episode, we haven't hit that episode yet. But I kind of expected that he was going to have uh, HIV because they made a point at the very beginning to like close up on him opening vitamins. And I was like, Oh, so he's got like cancer. I, I, I knew he was gonna have something, but I thought that he had a pill problem. And that's, that was my first instinct. I was like, Oh, is this someone who's like taking drugs yeah. and stuff? Like I knew that? it was going to be it, less. It fun. all pieced together very quickly because I was like, that's what he was trying to tell Marco before when they were at the, uh, the coffee shop slash bar that you can get calamari at. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh my god! But so even though because this seemed I, like a real lame episode to start that's off. That's what I was saying. I got to be honest with you. Not <laughs> not lame. I'm gonna go the opposite way. Not that like I think it was good, but 
after the last few, because there's been some heavy bones, uh-huh. I was like enjoying kind of a lighter episode, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a lighter episode about like, oh, this flirtation between these two characters. And then, of course, he has AIDS. Like, I'm sorry, HIV. Like, it can't, it's gotta be the mm-hmm. H, it's HIV. I should not have, I said that totally wrong. But I was it's like, okay, it's weird. But still, I was like, oh God, we're just like, we're going along, we're going along. And I knew something was coming. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Paige and Griffin. Mm-hmm. Paige got a raise. So she wants to redecorate her bedroom and paint it a really disgusting color. <laughs> Not sure why. Uh, it wasn't, I thought it was, it was it, gross. Like, after she put the stuff, the furniture back in it, or rather when Griffin built all the furniture for her from Ikea, um, it didn't look so bad, but when they first painted <laughs> one wall after this like epic painting montage that involved them putting a lot of paint on each other's faces, it took them, like... four of them like an entire day to paint a wall in this, <laughs> this room. This was like, just let's fill time. Let's fill yeah. time. Yeah. I also, okay. Then we'll it looked, it. then it looked pretty <laughs> bad it looked like a pukey green color but then what after griffin put the furniture together finished painting the room and lit mm-hmm. three thousand candles yeah which seems like a fire hazard <laughs> was remember so, i was remember what happened in Paige's dorm room when she like lit a fire in a trash can <laughs> i was totally like this is not good around Paige. i was like maybe this is going to be the straw here that breaks that camel's back mm-hmm. it's going to be it's instead of hiv it's going to be Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so she's flirting. There's obviously an attraction between these two characters. What do you mm-hmm. think about Griffin? Let's not talk about the end result, but mm-hmm. l- leading into it, where were where were you standing on the old man? I felt I felt mixed things about Griffin as we know him as a character up to this point because he was like kind of shitty to he's like off and on been like okay they don't really use him and they just use him as a prop when they need to for like. Jimmy's music career and Ashley. So he's and, he's part of the story convenience, the superintendent. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I don't know how I feel about him because I feel like they haven't really set me up to feel much of anything about him particularly. Um, so the idea, I'm like a little hesitant about Griffin and Paige at first. I'm like, ugh, don't do that. Paige, we don't know this guy. He's your roommate. Like, he was weird to Jimmy and, and Ashley <laughs> already. This could, yeah. this could get real messy real fast because you live in the same home. That was really where it comes down to for me is the whole like roommate situation, which I know is what Marco was feeling weird about. Marco! But I was... See, my thing that I was going through with this was like, when did they decide that he was going to have HIV? Because I don't think it was much before they actually wrote this episode because he was... Remember when he came in and it was like, oh, this he's an architect. Is he architecture? Is that what he does? He's an engineer engineer and they're like don't don't room with an engineering major because they're like fucking all the time and wasn't he like fucking like people and like being like out and about i don't know i don't know yeah i mean the thing is like if you have hiv you can be out and about and fucking it's just you should probably tell the person that you're fucking beforehand well he's taking all these healthy sexuality courses so i know he's he's got it down yeah um so go ahead I, yeah, so I my my takeaway is that up to this point, I can't decide whether I like Griffin or not. So then I'm like, I like Paige, obviously. So I want the best for Paige. Um, I definitely come around. I, the deepening of the character, I think, is good. I like mm-hmm. that. I'm happy that he's no longer just kind of like the roommate their roommate yeah. who's not involved in anything unless it's like 
to move mm-hmm. the story along. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that. I like that he got a a, a personality and a, and a, and a, and a gimmick for better or worse. Like they mm-hmm, kind of do. Mm-hmm. Like they give everybody a gimmick, like a wrestler. His wrestling gimmick is that he has HIV. <laughs> maybe not the best, but that's where, that's where yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I came around to him. Yeah. I mean, the big question is going to be, he's, they sleep together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before they sleep together, he goes to that bar where they eat calamari, the calamari mm-hmm. inn. Mm-hmm. It's called the calamari inn. Mm-hmm. And, um, he goes to tell it's Bob Hoskins Calamari Inn. It's Bob Hoskins Calamari Inn and, and, and Emporium, I believe. Oh, oh, they sell like stuff but in jars too. Yeah. Yep. yep oh, yep, okay. Yep. Just checking. Okay. Yep. They sell calamari in jars. They put it oh. in jars. They pickle. They pickle it. Bob Hoskins Calamari Inn and Emporium is not. Ha- it's like, <laughs> doesn't abbreviate well. <laughs> well, he wasn't trying to abbreviate. He wasn't. No, he's, no, he was the whole thing. He's old yeah. school. Mm-hmm. He needs you to say the whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes to see Griffin goes to see Marco there. And this is where he reveals to Marco that he has feelings for Paige, which up, uh, duh. But mm-hmm. you can tell there was something he wanted to tell him that he didn't tell him. That he was holding back. A little yeah, bit. it's funny. This this episode um, made me think about some conversations I've had more recently with friends about the fact that HIV is not uh, not as discussed now as it used to be um i feel like in pop culture uh because it is more and more manageable as we mm-hmm. as we move on it's still a devastating disease especially in a lot of other parts of the world but it is uh much more manageable than it used to be but it, it did remind me of your favorite tv show for me to talk about uh er 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 ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love mm-hmm. I love when you talk about ER. ER. Yeah. So tell me about it. When uh Jeannie Boulet, who uh gets uh HIV from her husband. Who's Jeannie Boulet? Maura Tierney. No. Oh. Um shoot. Who um Kelly uh McGillis. No. Who's she on that show? Um Oh I know. You're thinking of the woman who played uh Kelly. Kelly Martin is who you're thinking of. Kelly Martin. Eric LaSalle. No. Mm. Noah White. Glor- Gloria Rubin. Oh, I like Gloria Rubin. Yeah. Yeah. She was Jeannie Boulay. And okay. her husband, who I think his name was Al. Mm, um, Al, Al Boulay. Al had either slept around or done drugs, but I'm pretty sure he'd slept around and then she got it from him. And then there was a lot of mid nineties, like uh, AIDS paranoia. I would, I would call it in that show of like, Oh, don't touch that. And it's like, there's um, mid, there's mid two thousands HIV paranoia in in this this episode. episode. We shared the same orange juice. Can Ellie fucking sucks? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to people who love Ellie. I know. I know. I get it. I loved Ellie. I want to love Ellie, but if next episode she becomes good again, I will be so happy. But like, I don't understand why is this character so fucking horrible? (laughs) Yeah. Ew. I mean, I know you can't get it that way, but still, like, it's pretty mm-hmm. alarming. Mm-hmm. Take a shit in your painter's cap, Ellie. Yeah. We do have to talk about the fact that when they were painting, Ellie and Marco, for some reason, wore 
stereotypical painter's caps. Yeah, I wonder if they went to the Duron store and got some painter's caps. Like, yeah, where did they get those? <laughs> they were like cosplaying as painters to paint mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Gloria Rubin gets a- HIV from her husband, Al. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Is that all you're talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all. I didn't. It, but it just was a thing for like years. It was a storyline because, but it was, uh, it was a storyline because in the 90s, there was still so much of like an AIDS panic of like, <gasps> what do you, it's like a death sentence. And what do you do if you get that? And it's just, you're done. And, and that's it. And I feel like it's less discussed now than it used to be. But Possibly because it is more manageable than it used to be. Yeah, it's not, I think it hasn't so. gone anywhere. <laughs> Certainly not. But I think, yeah, I think, I think people are living with it more now. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I can't say that for sure. I think so. Mm-hmm. But, but it it leads to like a big question about like how this goes down because mm-hmm. I, I under look like he got he contracted HIV. He was born with it because because his mother was a junkie. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I, I, I feel empathy towards him for that, but I, you got it. You got to tell the person you can't, I mean, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. That's Paige's whole thing is like, you got to give me, you got to let me make that choice. They were careful. They used a condom, but that's, you know, not, I felt I I don't know where 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 were you on this? I'm assuming. Oh so. yeah, I mean that's my worst nightmare is someone not telling me that in advance. <laughs> like, and the thing is, is like, why don't you tell? Because you think she's not going to want to sleep with you. I'm maybe yeah yeah. And is that unfair? I don't know. Maybe, but you can't. That is, you are in fact like could give her something that I don't know. That's, yeah, that, and it especially for problems. especially for someone who has grown up with this and has the experience and stuff. I was a little surprised that he didn't say anything. He did say like, you know, he's never been sick and he, Mm -hmm. he sometimes forgets that he has it. Mm -hmm. And, but he knew then because he obviously went to Marco Mm because he wanted to tell him. And then I think he even like almost brought it up to Paige and then didn't. I just think the responsibility lies. You do have to, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be honest. Yeah. So after after they sleep together, he leaves his wallet next to the giant box of condoms, <laughs> the pleasure assortment. It's one hilarious. Nightstand. Hilarious. Just so you know. <laughs> just so, so you know what happened. Um, they weren't just like sleeping next to each other. No, Sex they, was definitely involved. Penis in vagina happened with these they two. Did all, he also did bring up Alex and was like, are you uh, like a lesbian? And he, she was like, eh. I love Paige's fluid sexuality. I am mm-hmm. so here for it. I love it. I think it's like so honest and real. And she's like, I totally into Alex, 100%. But mm-hmm. so far, no one else. I love mm-hmm. it. It's very progressive. No labels. For the time. No labels. It's very progressive for a show like mm-hmm. this for the time, I will mm-hmm. say. So she returns his wallet to his room and sees some pills in the drawers and then starts to freak out about what these pills might be. And like, what is he on drugs and stuff? So then she uh, ropes Marco into checking out all of the pills with her. And then they get to the AZT 
And that's also the only one that I would have known either. Everything she's Same. saying before that, I'm like, I don't know these things, but AZT was like known. Yeah. Um, for anyone who didn't watch ER in the 90s, AZT was like big early days um, HIV drug. Um, and that's when she realizes that the drugs are the HIV cocktail. And Which even at that a cocktail, and they really shouldn't, because that's really like missing with you. Like it is not a cocktail. Come on, guys. It is a regiment of drugs <laughs> to keep you alive. It is not a fun drink with a pinky Certainly up and not. like some Certainly olives. Not. Certainly not. Um, at this point, I was still like, oh, it's gonna be for something else. Cause I just was like having a hard time believing that he would do would sleep with her without telling her about it. I just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a it's a very villainous not villainous like because he wasn't trying to mm-hmm. like infect her he just no. didn't he just struggled and I guess in his mind he's been taking the classes and he knows what to do and had mm-hmm. a it's almost like not really a slipper it's just you gotta you gotta say what you gotta tell her yeah it's not I mean the fact that he has it isn't fair to him, but it's not fair to Paige to not tell her that you have that. That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So Paige gets pissed and she's like accusing him of like, well, you must be like your your behavior. And he says, "You think well, like yeah." Before before she does that, she goes on an epic Google search montage. Oh yeah, she does. You're right. <laughs> Where she starts looking up like how to tell your parents you have like HIV, yeah. and then immediately like goes to a fucking doctor. She Paige is on it. Yeah, always. if nothing else, Paige is responsible. Totally. Uh, so yes, she starts to like question his uh judgment and his mm-hmm. behavior and he gets really upset about this and leaves because that's mm-hmm. what happens on Degrassi mm-hmm. and nobody goes after the person to have a conversation. It's Mm-mm. like let's just mm-hmm. sit and nope. fester nope. for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh because that's the only way it could be. Um I like also Paige is going um, she brings the wallet in and she sees the pills and she goes for them and at first she goes, Paige, it's none of your business, hun to herself. She calls herself hun. Mm-hmm. She's self hun. <laughs> yeah i love she it self hun yeah and then she of course couldn't resist and went back and she called i love also do love that she like makes ellie leave class and ellie comes now they're friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well that's when she tells them about what's happened and that's when ellie's like i can't believe we drank from the same orange juice container mm-hmm. so after all is revealed griffin is going to leave he's going to move out of the apartment Mm-hmm. But Paige convinces him not to because she's like, we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it. We'll like it. And it's kind of ends nicely. Shyly yeah. Stone's over a smile. Yeah. And I guess we'll see what happens, but I bet they're not going to go. I mean, maybe they will go into more details about what it's like to live with HIV, but knowing the way that this season has gone, I'm not optimistic that they're going to get into any more of it. Unlike ER. ER. E-R. Yeah, th- this guy really does. I mean, I, I, like you said, that was a perfect way to put it. It's not fair for him that he has it, but it's also you have to. It's not fair mm-hmm. to her. You have to look. It sucks and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, yeah, somebody the people might not be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. But you still have to give them that choice. 
Uh, but I, oh, also Griffin was like, "What? How did your parents feel about having two gay kids?" That's when she was like, I'm "Yeah, okay. I just kind of yeah. like do some shit." I also enjoyed when Marco when he went to Marco's place of work, mm-hmm. and Marco saw him, and Marco said, "What's up, Mister Long Face?" Marco is such a fucking loser. <laughs> like he's such a dork. They have oh, written no. Marco Sorry. so badly. Sorry, it's not. It's Captain Longface. What's oh. up, Cap- They also write Marco and Ellie exactly the same. Yeah, they both are not great. She oh, would a hundred percent say, "What's up, Captain Longface?" And they were so much better not that long ago before they went to college. The college years really killed them. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the B story? I think I am going to go out on a limb here and I'm Mm going to say that this is the worst, most pointless B story, (laughs) like the fucking wackest, dumb Uh fucking B story ever that we've ever had. This is a really dumb B story. I hate this B story. It, It only does two things for us, but it does them in a way that did not need to happen. One, it sets up a possible Darcy Jane friendship. Which I and like that. I like that could be fine. That could be fine. And two, it lets us know that Lucas is Jane's brother and that Jane is not her real name. So technically it lets us know three names. Three Anastasia. Things. Yeah. Anastasia. I have a thing about people talking about people having bad breath. It grosses mm. me out for some reason. Are you afraid that you have bad breath? Um, I make sure that I don't. Mm hmm. But I don't want to have it. Like I, do. I, yeah, I used to work for a guy who had bad breath, and it is, it was bad. Like it was so bad, and a lot of us would talk about it, like how bad his breath was. And I don't know if he knew how bad it was, but it's one of those things that then I've been afraid since then. Like, is my breath bad? Like, I think about it a lot. I do think mm-hmm. about it. But you, you know, you got gum. You got your things. You brush mm-hmm. your teeth. You keep them flossed. You keep it clean. You keep a clean mouth. You can usually, mm-hmm. you can usually tell. Sometimes, especially now with the masks, you really can mm-hmm. know because mm-hmm. you're smelling your shit. But. I have such an aversion to it. Like some people, like I, my friend, Michael Gorman, he's the singer of the theme song of the show. He has such a thing with like spit and like, um, like he can't see it. Like someone eating like in a Mm -hmm. movie or a TV show. I don't, I could care less. Like that doesn't bother me at all. But Mm -hmm. the mere mention, I turn on it. I'm like, "Eh, I don't, I'm done with this. I have Mm -hmm. no interest in it. Now I want nothing to do with, I mean, I feel, I'm not saying like, if you have bad, but I never want to be friends with you, but like, there's just, it's, it's one of those things that barring it being a medical condition, Mm -hmm. you can kind of take care of Mm -hmm. right or by wrong. Yeah. 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 Brush your teeth better. Maybe so, eat a little bit better. And I just, uh, I immediately like, I, and they like make a, like a joke about like, I couldn't imagine being like, like making out with someone like dating. I'd be like, this is, this has to end. We have to figure this out. The, the guy that I worked for, it was like, it was hard to talk to him. I can't imagine making out with someone with like really, really, really bad halitosis. So yeah, the bad, as soon as like it gets mentioned, bad breath, I'm like, yeah, you're out. I'm out. I did not understand. I mean, maybe we don't know Jane that well yet, but I was like, how are you so inept at friendships? And it's not just like girl friendships, like, because clearly Jimmy's like 
girl, you gotta you gotta go apologize to her. Yeah. It's not just it's not just women feeling feelings that like you need to not have that kind of um you should not say those kind of things. This is everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was having a hard hard go of it. So we open up the B story with a little um they're playing pool because they're always playing mm-hmm. pool, these kids. Mm-hmm. And a little uh just some good old fashioned teenage boy misogyny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Butterface. He calls they call her butterface and they explain to her what a butterface is. And I thought she was gonna get mad, but she does seems to roll with the punches about it. Yeah. She seems to care very much. And uh and but it but it is sort of telling like she's like, Oh, I need a friend who's not a dude. Mm-hmm. So she, her and Darcy hit it off. I, what really happened? So they, she tells her to go into arch. Oh, because she hits the pool ball really good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, with a name like that, you should join our archery club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the new thing. Coach Anderson Armstrong is yeah. back. Coach Double $5 hosting the archery club. Now he makes $20. He had a line. He's $20. Oh, this week. Yeah, okay. 20, 20 loonies. See, I don't know the ins and outs of the unions in Canada. He can get a couple of loonies, a couple of toonies. Okay, okay. Whatever adds up to 20, I don't know. <laughs> a couple many... is technically two, and a few well, is three or more, so. However many loonies and toonies add up to 20 bucks. <laughs> and they give it to him in loonies and toonies. They don't give him oh, to yeah. him in dollars. Yeah. He's like, and they give him in one of those like little money bag pouches that Robin Hood had in the animated cartoon. <laughs> they throw it at him. They go, here's your money. <laughs> Here's your loonies and your toonies. We'll see you next week. That's how they treat all their <laughs> peripheral characters. All the teachers. Miss Quan gets loonies and toonies thrown at her. Mm-hmm. Dan Woods would get his his payment yeah, loonies is, and toonies is, thrown at him. This is pre-PayPal days. So. <laughs> loonies and toonies in a money bag thrown at you. Tiny little sack just tossed right at your face. <laughs> Here's your loonies and your toonies. Oh man! Wow! 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 They are they are using the pool hall again, so I'm glad they're getting use out of that set. They have to make sure that oh, people yeah. are playing pool. Well, it's the same as the it's the same set as the calamari emporium. Oh, they just move the they pool just, tables. Yeah, in. they just re, they just redress yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to archery club. They're both pretty good at the archery. They tell each other secrets. They tell each other secrets. The secrets being. That we talked about this. Jane's brother is Lucas with the lid off. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hates him so much that she changed her entire name to not be associated publicly with Lucas with the lid off, Damon Salvatore, Jacoby Shaddix. She has a niece, Isabella. Right. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Isabella, the world's worth, the world's worst child actor. Mm-hmm. As, as Hello, she's better known. Aunt Anastasia. <laughs> Call me Jane. Okay, Jane. <laughs> Anastasia would be a hard name to program into a robot. So it maybe would. that's why it they would. changed it. Jane. Yeah. And then, of course, Darcy's secret is that Peter has bad breath. And that's it. So not to be outdone, Miss Kwan is also in this episode. Oh, yeah. She also also gets a bag of loonies and toonies thrown right at her face. Well, I think that for the women, they throw it at their feet. Oh, okay. They're nicer about it. Coach Anderson Armstrong. Coach Anderson Armstrong. Right in the face or chest. 
Yeah, or he has to dodge it. Mm-hmm. It's like playing dodgeball with loonies and toonies. That's actually, you're right. That's how it works. If they mm-hmm. get hit with it, they actually don't get to you keep it. You lose it, it. yeah. yeah they, the only, with the women, they just throw it at their feet. It's very sexist. They all get it. The women all get it. Because they don't want to make them butter faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just going to write about those instead. Jane didn't know what a butter face was, so they had to explain it to her, like an urban mm-hmm. dictionary. <laughs> they did. They pulled out the Irma Dictionary. They pulled out Paige's laptop and they Googled it after her search for how to tell your parents you have HIV. <laughs> Definition, butterface. <laughs> so uh, they're in Miss Kwan's class doing... She She's like... So... They're doing scenes from she's something. She's calling these... She calls it improv. Oh. It's fundamentally not improv. They are reading scenes from plays. Unless the improv is the joke about the halitosis. Oh, maybe they, oh, okay. Maybe but they're starting from something and then working on Maybe, it. okay, I'm going to give Miss Kwan the benefit. Lin Lin Lu, I'm going to give Lin Lin she Lu the benefit. She is their only the theater teacher, so. I love Lin Lin Lu. She's great. A yeah. great, great Instagram follow. She's very heavily mm-hmm. in, into mm-hmm. the arts. And oh. I'm being serious. I like her very, I think she's very okay. cool. Um, so Peter and Jane are doing a scene together and Mm -hmm. Peter reaches in for like a kiss of some sort. They're doing Julius Caesar. What? Not Julia. What are they doing? Something. The Tempest. I don't know. I don't, I I can't tell you the difference between those things anymore. Twelfth night. I, that part of my life is, is past now. It's over there. Taming of the the Shrew. Oh, we had the same idea. And that's (laughs) when you call it. That's when you call it. End of the episode. Yeah, when we have the same idea. And we're done. So Peter goes in for a kiss and she's like, oh my God, you got some stink ass breath. To which Peter gets mad at Jane. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on a little thing here. Okay. And I'm not so sure it's going to make a ton of sense. Is it the bad breath thing or is it something else? It's, uh, no. I'm just going to do it. So I'm going to go on okay. a little thing. I'm going to take us on a journey. It might not make a lot of sense, but just bear with me. And then if it doesn't make sense, you can cut it. Peter reaches in for a kiss. Jane mentions that she has bad breath. She does kind of like look at Darcy and be like, right. But Peter doesn't necessarily like see that happen. Mm-hmm. So my question is, if a person has bad breath, anyone could smell it. Yeah. Darcy could very easily, like, why would Peter immediately be like, Darcy, you told her that I have bad breath. So he, A, knows they've discussed Mm -hmm. this before. Mm -hmm. But it's like, Peter, if you have bad breath, it's not like a secret between you and another person. So don't... um, he immediately like knows to blame Darcy, but no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. She is smelling it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So why is Darcy even implicated in this at all? Darcy could very easily just be like, what are you talking about, dude? Your breath stinks. And she smelled it. Yeah. Why do you think I had anything to do with this at all? So anyway, I was very confused by all of this. Yeah. I just guess I'm of the mindset like where I would just deny it. Maybe that's the flaw, the fatal flaw of me is that I'd be like, what yeah, are you they'd be about? like, no, I never said that. It's of course. Not a thing. Yeah, it's your breath stinks. She smelled it. Why are you mad at me because of that? Yeah. 
I mean, the thing that I don't get about this whole B story that I don't like is then Jane being like, come on, Darcy, right? Right? That's the thing. We're still friends, right? Like, wait, I just like made fun of your boyfriend in front of the entire class. Which, yes, that's not nice. But the idea, though, is that like, but that's not why Darcy, that that could be why Darcy's mad. But the reason mm-hmm. that Darcy like expresses anger over it is because like you revealed my secret, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, she didn't because she smelled it on her nose. It was a personal thing that also happened to her unless he didn't have bad breath. And mm-hmm. she just did that. In which case, there you go. Yeah. But I'm assuming she still, he still had it. I just didn't understand why Darcy would be like, I get it being mad if, for making fun of her boyfriend, but not be like, why did you implicate me in that thing about bad breath? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, she kind of does because she's like, right? Dar-, like she kind of like points to yeah. Darcy, but she doesn't audibly be like, hey, Darcy, you told me that, right? Yeah. It's almost could be like more like, how are you dealing with that, Darcy? I don't know. Yeah. This was very stupid. This is very stupid. And then Jane's whole like, why do you have to be such a girl? I can't deal with girls. They're so sensitive. And it's just like, this is really dumb. And like, <laughs> not, I mean, we barely know this character, but I actually I don't know. Like, I just didn't I see like it going Jane. that way. I like Jane. Just call him out. Let the world know this guy's fucking stink ass breath. <laughs> Brush your teeth, dog. Stink ass breath. I heard that. Oh, I just, I just, that just I just, brush that I just chuckled to Those myself. strong mints, though. Can I tell you something, though? They, those strong mints, though, they really help. Mm-hmm. They don't. All they do is make <laughs> bad breath minty. <laughs> I am very, like, sensitive to it. So, like, if you're mm-hmm. a person, if you have it and you put a mint in and, like, it just kind of just makes it. Would you tell me if I had bad breath? hundred. Uh, I'm telling you right now that you don't. I promise okay. you. I promise <laughs> you, you don't. Okay. If in a moment we okay. were like hanging out and you did, I don't know. I don't know that I would. <laughs> no, I wouldn't necessarily expect you to, but like. But I promise you, I promise okay. you. Do Because I? I would want someone to tell me so I could do something about do it. Do I? No. Because I do fear it. I do worry about it. Yeah. But I take a lot of precautions about it. Mints, gum is better than mints. Yes, I agree. Also, just brush your teeth. Sometimes after a couple of IPAs, and also when I used to smoke, because I used to smoke. Mm. I, I think you remember I used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I do remember that. And that can that can get it that can get in the way. Mm-hmm. That could make some shit go down. But Peter's that's anyway. I just was I was just like, but I found this to be like very complicated mm-hmm. in the implication of Darcy, and is that why she's mad? And I don't know. You know who has bad breath? Daisy. The dog. And, Dogs tend and then, to have bad breath. And then she yawns in my face, and I'm just like, Daisy, no. Dogs are, like, allowed to have bad breath, though, because they're gross. <laughs> they, like, <laughs> they lick, lick their, their own butts. All butts. Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all she does. She yeah. just sits and she licks her butt, and then she eats, and then she goes outside and she pees on everything, yep. and then she comes back in, and then she looks really cute and sad, and she begs for food, and then she licks her butt again. Do you brush Daisy's teeth? Sometimes. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Was she excited mm-hmm. to see you when you came back? Because she was staying with your parents. Yes. She when when she first sees me after I come back, she is a little bit mad at me. She's like, Where have you been? 
and she has to sniff every inch of whatever she can reach, which is not very high. It's maybe my knees. Um, and then she was very happy to see me. And then she would sit on me so I wouldn't leave her. <laughs> I love Daisy. She's the best. She's mostly deaf. Oh, yeah. I know. She can't hear anything. I would say hi to her, but she can't hear. Yeah. Whatever. Bobbles, bobbles up. So, um, Jimmy, you're right. Jimmy and Spinner are like, you got to apologize. Or Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Not really Spinner. He doesn't care. No, Spinner doesn't care, but Jimmy did. Oh, Darcy, I mean, Jane also talks about Spinner's armpits being disgusting. Yes, yes. But not. it's not the same as the halitosis. 100% not. No, no, no. Also, because no, no. Spinner doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Mm-mm. So, yeah, and then they become friends at the archery club, and she's going to be a friendship trainee. Right. They make up. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. They make up because yeah. uh, she brings mints. That's we, we, Jane brings mints and she gives them to Darcy to give to Peter. And then mm-hmm. she's like, how do you not understand? Like why I'm mad? She's like, I don't know. I've never had any friends. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, if I'm being honest, it is nicer to kiss Peter now that he has peppermint. Now that he's bad he's breath. Attention. Now that his bad <laughs> breath is just coated with slight peppermint Delicious overtones. Peppermint. So then she, yeah, she says, I'll be a friendship trainee. So they're Mm going to be friends. It is what it is. This was the stupidest B story. It was a stupid B story. I can't believe I spent so much time talking about it. Yeah, trying to like rationalize the whole bit, like why anybody was mad. The only person who I understood being mad would be Peter. But Peter's Mm -hmm. immediately, Peter immediately like turns on Darcy and he's like, Thanks a lot, Darcy. Like, so he knew mm-hmm. that he had, yeah. that they had talked about his bad breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dude. If you don't do anything about it, there's it's no. Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it but your own? There's no mercy here. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. Does Piers have a liar? Oh. Piers? Oh, Piers Morgan? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's here today. Okay. He's, he was out for the night. I think he's out for, Oh, <laughs> ask and ye shall receive. Rachel. I wasn't asking. I, I feel just... like Pat was going to forget completely about oh, damn it. Morgan. <laughs> and then you brought me up and conjured me here. Like you were one of the spooky Warrens. Spooky war conjuring me, Piers Morgan, to show up and do my great segment on the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon podcast known as Piers Morgan's Liar's Corner, where I, Piers Morgan, pick who was the biggest liar in the episode. I've got a lot of liars to choose from. I've got Paige, I've got Ellie, I've got Jane, and I've got Who's the other one? Uh, Darcy. Mm-hmm. But I think today, based on all of the things, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Okay. Because there was a clear liar, one of the biggest liars we've had since oh. I started doing this here thing, uh, this contest. Is it a contest? No, it's a segment. Since I've been doing this segment, uh, this is one of the most clear, obvious choices for Piers Morgan's liar. Rachel, I feel like you're not paying attention. No, I'm listening. I feel like you're not paying enough attention to me. (laughs) Piers Morgan. I'm letting 
you get through your whole spiel, I demand you know? attention. I am a man, and I work for a living. Of and I you do. tell of all you of do. you women out there to stay home, except Sharon Osborne, who can work with me anytime she wants. Thank you, Piers. Oh, Sharon. <laughs> I didn't. No, we're know. not adding. I we're not know. adding Shannon. You are going to be here. Of course, I'm here, Piers. I always, <laughs> always excited to be next to you when you're doing your liar's corner for Degrassi. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. Here I go, Sharon Osborne. Everybody, what a treat! Did you think you were going to get Sharon Osborne? I certainly. I didn't even know I was going to be here. I totally forgot to show up. Anyway, the liar's corner, the biggest liar in the episode 717, uh, Secrets That You Keep, what's it called? Talking in Talking your sleep. Talking in your sleep. Is Lin Lin Lu, Miss Kwan, the biggest <laughs> liar of all. She comes in here talking about how she's going to have an improvisational class, but instead she's just having them read Shakespeare plays, and I say that is a lie. Lying, liars, lying. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure to be here. I, of course, am Piers Morgan. And this has, I'm going to come in here now, Piers. It's me, Sharon Osborne. I'm going to say, this has been Piers Morgan's Liar's Corner, wherein Piers picks the biggest liar in every episode of Degrassi the Next Generation. All right, we're going to leave now. Come on, Sharon. Oh my goodness. You know, if <laughs> if Griffin had been talking in his sleep, maybe he would have told Paige that he had HIV. <laughs> yeah, the title of the episode doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, I was like, who was talking in the their sleep? The secrets that you keep, I guess. You keep, he's keeping yeah, but that would have been better. My I mean, baby's got a secret. Ooh, something's coming over me. Remember that song? No. Madonna. I might just be tired. What a treat. We had Sharon Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne's. Uh, we did uh, have Sharon Osbourne. Famous. Former wife. The View host, right? The talk. The talk. Sorry, I don't. I get confused. Yeah, she had to leave the talk after she defended Piers. Piers, this is. I'm gonna try to do it. Piers Morgan. That's how I would. Wait, do did it. she? Did that literally happen? Yeah. Why do you think I keep bringing? Why do you keep? I keep having. She, oh no! I Piers didn't know talking she, about Sharon Osbourne. Yeah, she was I like. I didn't know that she left because she was defending him. She was defending him, and then by defending him, was being like a little was being racist. I shouldn't say a little. Mm -hmm. She was also like contributing to the racism that mm -hmm. was floating mm -hmm. through that whole dynamic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something, Rach, and I think you're going to be happy to hear this. I don't know mm -hmm. how the broomheads are going to feel. They may be happy to hear this. Yeah. They may be sad to hear this. We're going to go on hiatus. That's not the thing. We're going to go on hiatus after next week. So next week will be the final edition of, of Piers Morgan's Liars. Okay. I'm okay. fire. I'm going to fire Piers Morgan after next week. I think he's going to come back one last time. He gets one last open mic oh, yeah. session to say and do whatever he wants. But I think he's, I, I'm going to tell him, I think he's run his course. But again, one more shot. Yeah. One more, one more opportunity to, uh, and you know, maybe he'll be great and then I'll hire him back for the next, when we come back, but that's up to Piers. 
And then maybe you'll forget about it because you'll have like new parent brain. The other thing is, is I think he, I, I, he, I totally forgot about him tonight already. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he remembered luckily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piers Morgan. What a guy. Yes. What a guy. That's why he brings Sharon on to the show and talks about Sharon Osborne so often. I see. I see. They're dear see. friends. They're dear friends. All right. What do you got for me, Rach? Scale of one to ten. This is how much does your episode go there? I did not write something down yet because I am a little confused about picking a number for this one. Confused. It nothing happens for a long time, and then nothing happens in the B story entirely. But the end of the A story is a big reveal. But should it be a big thing or should it not? It's very hard for me to determine. I think it is. I I think it's. I mean, it it's it is a big thing. Okay, I'm gonna. It's go a with potentially a five. deadly. It is a potentially deadly virus. It's a virus that for up up to that point in 2007 or whenever this was. Mm-hmm. It the track record was it killed most people. I don't know. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I don't know that for a fact, but it certainly killed a lot. No, of people. it was still it was still a very scary thing. It's still a scary thing now, but it was very much um, so. Yeah, scarier. Um, but there are plenty of people who live with it, and that's where I was like, oh, like I don't want to make it seem like it's not a thing that doesn't happen to a lot of people because it does. Yeah. But I'll go with a five. Yeah. It goes go there. Five. It goes there because of the subject matter, but it also goes there because of like, I'm still not sure how to react to his actions. You know, yeah. like it's a very interesting question because yeah. obviously your brain goes, you have to, it's it's impossible to imagine not telling a person mm-hmm. but then like the, the the compassionate sort of like side of me is like but i also understand i feel i also feel some empathy for him so it's like it, it's mm-hmm. sort of one of those questions that like i don't know the answer to the answer is you have to fucking tell you, you can't all your classes notwithstanding you can take all the precautions but if by if even if if, if your precautions fail this mm-hmm. person gets a potentially deadly virus. And that is, so yeah, uh, uh, I get it. Uh, I'm going to say a five. What did you say? I said a five. I'm going to say a six. Oh, okay. I see. I don't it think it goes there a six though, because it's treated, it's not treated with like the go there-iness of it. So I'm going to no. go back down to a five. Yeah. There you go. That seems reasonable. Oh, this is very middling of the road. Something's coming over me. My baby's got a secret. You don't remember that song? No, I just wanted you to sing more. You just wanted to yawn for a second, that's why. I did, I did. How mad are so, you that you brought up Piers Morgan? Because he I completely forgot about Piers Morgan. <laughs> a little bit. Um so Patrick, mm-hmm. who was your most valuable Degrassian in this episode? The hat that Ellie wore and Marco, those hats that they wore. I could not. In the painter's, yeah. Piers Morgan's painter's corner. No. um, The painter's montage. I can't, it's got to be Paige. I mean, Paige has a uh, crazy thing happened to her. And then I really have a lot of respect for sort of like where she ends the episode with Mm -hmm. this kind of like, 
we'll figure let, let's don't don't leave because we have to have conversations we have to talk about mm-hmm. this Paige is becoming yeah. like very mature and impressive mm-hmm. with yeah. the way she reacts to things and i think she's very upset and she should be and she's allowed mm-hmm. to be and she lets herself be and then when it all comes down to it and the, the deal is like well i i guess i'll go she mm-hmm. sort of reconciles with like, well, I don't want you to go. I, I like you. Like, let's figure mm-hmm. it out. Let's, I give her a lot of credit. I'm a bit, I love Paige. So, and, and this seems like an easy Paige episode for me. Yeah, it does and it doesn't to me. And that's why I didn't write anyone down yet because I wasn't really sure how I felt about anyone in this episode um, other than uh, Elia Marco's painter's hats, which I felt very much against. So, <laughs> Really? Um, I felt very much for, for those yeah, Marx yeah. Brothers painter's caps. <laughs> um, I like, I don't like that Griffin doesn't tell her, but I also don't like how Paige reacts And I mean, it's not an unfair reaction. It's just, you know, this is what they're choosing to highlight in this 22 minute show. Um, Because I was kind of like, would I pick Griffin maybe on page? I don't know. I don't I don't really like how anyone deals with anything. Well, I found it very hard to choose someone to to spotlight. What in the pageness of it all do you bump again? Do you bump up against? The way that she accuses Griffin of sleeping around mm-hmm. to get AIDS. That's what is it really right. is. That bugs me to the point that I don't want to make her my MVP. The jumping to the conclusion. Yeah. Right. I felt like that was really unfair. And that's when I was like, I don't, I just don't think that she deserves it for that. Like, right. But no one else does anything great. And this is horrible. These, this episode is like, I mean, the B story. Come on. Like maybe Jimmy and the B story for a hot second. I, I can I play devil's advocate? Mm-hmm. So what I would say is I agree that mm-hmm. it's not nice. It's not like the, mm-hmm. the best way to handle that. But I mean, it's a hard thing to, to deal with. And immediately mm-hmm. her immediate reaction is like, uh, also this guy is up to this point. I feel like his sort of character is that he's like a bit of a player. That ha- like yeah. that is like his character. So uh, should she have done it? I understand being in that moment mm-hmm. and reacting in that way. I think, yeah, I don't know. I th- yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was that, and it was the calling everyone to come home to talk about it. That also bugged me a little bit and not just talking to Griffin about it. Sure. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And I mean, I don't think it was right of Griffin not to tell her, but also like this is someone who has been born with this thing. Totally. Like who has been dealt an unfair hand, you know, and then is dealing with that. And I don't know. I just felt very weird about this whole thing. That's why I found I had a really hard time choosing anyone and didn't write anyone down. I don't know. You have I don't to, know. You have to pick somebody. Uh, you can't end the show without picking an MVT, Rachel. It just it doesn't happen. It does not happen. You can pick well, it's definitely. It's definitely not Ellie for saying that like drinking the same juice was going to give her HIV. Um, it's definitely not Marco for uh, Captain Longface. 
It's not Jane. It's not Spinner. It's not Peter. It's not Darcy. It might be Jimmy. <laughs> it's not Miss Kwan. It's She's probably a, she Paige, but Kwan I just don't. Liar. Yeah, it's Paige with reluctance. I just think that, like, figuring out, like, how would you react initially when, especially like when you're 18? Yeah. And you're looking at this thing as like, oh my God, this potentially mm-hmm. could be something that kills me. No, and I don't I would expect be angry. Them, I don't expect them to react like perfectly in these situations. It's just I got annoyed about that whole like, oh, it's because you're you sleep around. Like you're irresponsible. You did this to yourself when it's like, no, actually, he had no say in the matter. He didn't have a him. say in the matter. Yes, true. Very that's very true. But she doesn't know that. No, but that she assumes that bothers me. But that's like the page privilege situation that we were talking about again. Like, but I do think uh, that he's presented as a guy who, as a character, who's like kind of out and about and like having parties. Remember, like, you always have those parties yeah. and like DJing and like, I yeah. don't know. What do you think? He seems like a cool guy. He's banging a lot. We've never seen like women leaving his room early. No, because I think like he that. doesn't. Yeah, right. He actually doesn't. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll say Paige is still with reluctance. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Not all MVDs are a home run. No, it's not obvious. And it's not like, you know, it, no one's as bad as Bella in this episode, but. Well, no, 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 no. well, she's a nice person. She's just a bad actor. Yeah, exactly. Mommy. Cookie. E.R. So that's our episode. One more to go. Us. One more to go. One before more to go before a little the grand hiatus. hiatus, guys. Here's the mm-hmm. thing: if we go away and we don't come back, Rachel falls into loves this hiatus. I don't think that's going to happen. But Pat's just trying to shift the blame in case something in happens. Case right. I, yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm <laughs> purposely doing that right now. No, I love this. Is my fucking favorite three hours of the week. <laughs> Sometimes we have to talk for a long time. No, I'm not even kidding. This is my favorite three hours of the week. I especially, hear the secrets that you keep. Especially about halitosis. I know. I, I tapped and out. And bad friendships. I completely tapped out the second that was like what it was about. I was like, oh, his bad breath is the problem, not his like fucking soliciting women to take their boobs no, no, out no. and then putting videos no, no, no. on the internet of it. None I think bad things. breath takes a, a back, back, back seat. Oh, his bad <laughs> breath is the issue and not the fact that he sold your name to a, you, Darcy, to like a creepy Adams Peters who like showed up at your house. Mm-hmm. And Oh, Adams Peters. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. His bad breath is the deal. Fuck Peter. I hate Peter. <laughs> So we'll be back next week, Broomheads and Dope Monkeys. Rate, you can review, find and subscribe, us. the whole thing. Yeah, do those things. You can find us on the internet at those places that you already know about. But if they're, they're new, if they're brand week. new, if they're brand new Broomheads, they don't know. SparklesPaz28 on uh, Instagram. The mm-hmm. Degrassi Every Episode Every Marathon podcast page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And every episode ver at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Is for if you wanted to email us, give mm-hmm. a five star review. Mm-hmm. We got a Patreon, patreon.com mm-hmm. slash deep, three E's. Mm-hmm. Do it up. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to be exactly. doing an All episode on, on Instant Star, episodes three and four. I'm excited to watch yeah. those. Yeah, maybe they'll get it somewhat better. Probably not, but... Well, it can't be much worse than this episode of Degrassi, so... Yeah, that's true. About the same time period. I All right, Broomheads. You keep when you're on hiatus in your sleep. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.